emptiness. Something that was broken. Missing. Or taken from you. A moment that tried to steal your hope. But there's another empty. Because of an empty tomb, God says you can have a life that's full of faith, hope, peace, and grace. The tomb is empty, so you don't have to be. We're continuing our series entitled Empty. Sixty years after the end of World War II, two emaciated soldiers walked out of the jungles in the Philippines. They were members of the Imperial Japanese Army, and they surrendered 60 years after the war. For you see, 60 years they had been in the jungle. Their lives were full of fear and full of distrust. They didn't know the war was over. I want you to note that today God wants our lives to be full of peace. God wants your heart to be full of peace. And sometimes we're hiding. Sometimes we're avoiding God because of the mess we made of our lives, sometimes because of the sin, or sometimes we just can't reconcile the, the troubles and the distresses in our life. But God wants your life to be full of peace. And I want you to know God's not at war with you. God is not at war with you. That through Jesus Christ, God has redeemed us by uh, the blood of his son. He's given us a new life. We call that making new. And you can have a life full of peace. There's a phrase you probably have heard before, the phrase, Disturbing the peace. Disturbing the peace in the state of Texas is a misdemeanor. It's when there's uh, excessive noise or a disturbance that's going on, and somebody can call, law enforcement can be called out to, to quell or settle down a dispute because it's disturbing the peace. Well, I want you to know, but it might be a misdemeanor in Texas. It's a high crime in God's book because God wants our lives to be full of peace. God doesn't want things to disturb your peace. And things come in our life that do disturb our peace, such as uncontrolled worry. You hear from the doctor that you have to go in for a biopsy. You have to go in for a test. That's, that's something you're not in control of. And of course, of course you're going to have concerns. You're going you're to be worried about that. There's the unmanageable problem. The unmanageable problem. Company furloughs. Company drops the insurance, moves from full-time to part-time. That's, that's a problem you can't manage. You, you, there's nothing at that moment you can do. You can't change company policy. That comes in life. Then there's the unforeseen crisis. Right now in America, we're in that moment, an unforeseen crisis. COVID-19 has introduced into our economy, into our social life, into our hearts, in our conversations, a, a crisis that we did not see coming. Six months ago, a year ago, it was not even on the radar, but it has come. Also, our peace is disturbed by what I'll call unwanted conflict. Unwanted conflict. Some of us, we're in a home and we have unwanted conflict. We don't want the, the conflict between 
uh, the spouses or between us and our kids or between siblings or between a brother-in-law and the family. There's unwanted conflict. And when that unwanted conflict comes, if you please, it disturbs the peace in our life. God wants us to be full of peace. In the times of Jesus and the apostles, throughout the Roman Empire, there was what was called at that particular time the Roman peace, the Pax Romana, the Roman peace. And that is to say all throughout the Roman Empire, there was a time in which they had, according to the Romans, they had peace. But really what it was, the Romans had had put Roman legions all throughout the Roman Empire, and they were there to suppress any uprising or any type of rebellion. It really was, it was an artificial peace. While the Romans may have said that there was peace in the communities, in the countries, and across the Roman Empire that had been conquered by the Romans, there wasn't peace in their heart, their community, and their home. It was an artificial peace. And today, there's many of us that we have artificial peace. And, and even that's been disturbed. We, we have the the, the house on the beach. And there's nothing wrong with having a house on the beach, but we would go down there and relax and get some R&R or go to a movie or perhaps go to a concert. That was our break. That's how we would chill out. That's how we would just kind of enjoy ourselves. And that has been taken from us, and we feel our life is, is disturbed right now, that, that artificial peace. Uh, most Christ followers I've discovered they, they, look at, they look at peace as kind of like spiritual Tylenol. If something's going on in life, they pray for the peace, but they really are looking for God just to kind of calm their emotions for the moment and just lower the stress for that season. And, and for most Christ followers, peace is, is kind of seen as temporary, kind of comes and goes, have peace now, and maybe a week from now we don't have peace. It is kind of seen as a, as a feeling, kind of this vague feeling. Only you know when you have peace about it. And your peace is probably related to is the bills paid and everything going fine in life. Sometimes we think peace is a byproduct. Well, if two family members that weren't getting along are now getting along, we say we have peace in the home. I want you to know that's not what the Bible talks about when the Bible speaks of peace. The Bible says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The Bible tells us that God is the God of all peace. Not only that, peace is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to produce peace in our hearts and lives. Also, I look in the New Testament, the writings of the Apostle Paul most of his books, he will open up with what we call a salutation in which he said, grace and peace be to you. Throughout the Bible, the Bible speaks of peace, but it's not this, this come and go emotion. Our, our word peace in the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, it's the word shalom. And shalom just doesn't mean that, that things are somewhat calm right now. It's, it's a word that is, is rich with meaning. It has the idea of everything being complete. It, it speaks of when you say peace, shalom to somebody, greeting them or saying farewell to them, shalom. You're saying, I wish you God's best financially, God's best in your home, God's best for your family, your career, and your health. It's, it's a wholeness. It speaks of every area of your life. And 
Jesus wants to bring peace to our lives. In fact, I want to share with you this weekend. Jesus made peace for us, and he gives peace to us. Jesus made peace for us, and he gives peace to us. In the book of Colossians, in the New Testament, chapter number 1, and in chapter number 1, verses 19 and 20, we have these, these words, and what I'd like you to know about this is actually, this is actually a hymn the New Testament church would sing. These are actually words that believers would gather in their church or in their home, and they would sing to the Lord. Well, it's, it's verses that are written in Scripture. They're also, it's also a song that they sang. Verse number 19, for God was pleased to have all the fullness dwell in him. That him is Jesus. What is it saying? Everything about God you need to have and everything about God you need to know, Jesus will teach you. Jesus provides that for us. Verse number 20. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That Jesus made peace for us and he gives peace to us. He reconciles all things and our peace is given to us by Jesus, by his shed blood on the cross. In other words, your peace is already paid for. Jesus has already died to redeem you, to set you free, to bring God's peace. Grace gives us access into the door of heaven. But peace gives us the ability to live our life daily with the wear and tear and the challenges of life. And your peace has already been purchased by Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 53, uh, 5, it says that the chastisement, the punishment of our peace was upon Jesus. In other words, Jesus provides for us everything we need to have, the peace of God. You can have the peace of God. If your life is in turmoil and you've never come to a full, complete surrender to Jesus as Savior to receive God's peace. I'm not talking about an artificial peace. I'm talking about a peace that, that brings satisfaction and, and completeness in our soul and our inner being. Jesus provides that. And if you would just call upon Jesus, for in him, verse number 19, all of God's fullness dwells. In Jesus, you can receive God's forgiveness, and God's life. I'm going to invite you in the comment section just to type the word Jesus. If you're ready to receive Christ as your Savior, to let Jesus take control and ask Jesus to come into your heart, and that comment section, just type Jesus, and Jesus can come into your heart. The Bible tells us in verse number 20 that through Jesus that we're reconciled. He reconciled all things to God. What's that word reconciled mean? That's well, a word we often use in, in accounting. We reconcile the books. In other words, we make sure everything is right. But it's a word that really means this in our everyday, everyday experience, everyday life. It means everything works. That through Jesus, his, his death on the cross and his blood, he died in order to give us a life where everything works. 
where, where your family works, where you feel fulfilled in your career, where you feel like that life is meaningful, you feel like life is working. In fact, let me say this, the peace, the peace of God, peace makes life doable. If life for you is right now, you're saying, I can't handle this. You're saying in your life, I, I, I just can't go on. I, I'm at my wits end. I just, I can't deal with it anymore. If that's where you're at, what you need is Jesus, his peace to come into your life because peace makes life doable for us. The peace of God, God's peace that comes into our heart, God gives us peace to guide us. There are times that we make decisions based upon the peace of God leading our heart. It makes life doable. It'll take you through things and challenges. In this same book, Colossians chapter 3, verse number 15, here's what the Scripture said, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The peace of God can rule in your hearts. And that word rule in verse number 15, uh, there's a Greek word there from which we get our English word umpire from. Yes, you've ever seen a ball game? Somebody comes in and uh, the umpire will say, they're safe. And the opposing team may protest. The coach may come out on the field, throw his hat down. He may begin to talk in an animated fashion, and you can see the frustration and the, and the resistance, the opposition to the ruling of the umpire. doesn't change a thing. Whatever the umpire says goes. And the Bible says, and let, let the peace of God be the umpire in your heart. When you say, I can't do it anymore, when you're saying life isn't working for me anymore, when you're saying it's just not coming together let God's peace have the say-so right then. Somebody told you you were out. Somebody told you you didn't score the point. Somebody told you you'll never make it in life. Somebody told you you're not good enough for God. Well, those somebodies have no say in the matter. Let God's peace rule in your heart. For you see, peace is the umpire of the soul. And God, by his peace, he provides, he made peace for us, and he gives his peace to us. Additionally, I would just add about God's peace. Jesus turns imperfection into perfection. That's what his peace does. When we invite Jesus into our life and we have God's peace, we experience the peace of God. The things that didn't seem right, God makes them complete. The incomplete, he makes complete. The imperfect, God adds his perfection to it. The unplanned, all of a sudden, God brings purpose to it. And there's some of us, you're dealing with something right now. You feel it's broken. It won't work. It's not what you planned. It seems incomplete. But with the peace of God, God takes our imperfections and what we think is not the best, unplanned, and God adds his perfection to it. I want you to hear the story of Roy and Amanda Gallegos and their journey and how God's peace helped them through something. I'm Roy Gallegos. And I'm Amanda Gallegos. 
So December 26, 2017, we find out we are expecting our first baby and the emotions that come with that, you're excited, expectant, you're joyful, and it's our first time being parents, so we were just over the moon about it. Yeah, so I think when we got the call, uh, it was on speakerphone. We were both there together. Um, so we heard the news together, but I think immediately there was just all these feelings of, you know, confusion and worry and doubt and all of that just started to seep in very quickly. It just kind of confused us. One, because we didn't ask for the testing to be done. And two, it's coming back with a positive result that he has Down syndrome. And so I think as any parent, any first time parent, it's daunting and it's something that we didn't know exactly how to handle. And I think going to every appointment and learning about Down syndrome, learning about the challenges that might come, I think it became very real for us. It was hard being a mom for the first time, just feeling this worry before my baby was even born. It was very difficult to walk through and knowing, God, I don't know how to pray in this and we're not sure what to do at this point. I just spent a lot more time in prayer and I feel like I had a lot of questions to ask God. I was frustrated in that moment and I didn't know what to pray. Of course, we wanted to pray for that 1% chance. We wanted to pray that our son wouldn't be born with Down syndrome and have any challenges or obstacles. For me at least, it was, God, I, I want this for my child. But he knew exactly how and what we needed for our lives. And I think that's where we started to find that peace and find that rest. Knowing that our baby was gonna be born exactly how God wanted to give him to us just reminded that, you know, my God doesn't make mistakes. And I felt like everything is in, is in God's plan. My mindset started to shift, my prayers started to shift, because I felt the life of my son is in God's purpose. So I think one night when we were reading the Bible together, we were going through a passage of scripture, um, We both read the name Judah, and we read the significance of the name. Um, it says, I will praise God in this situation. As soon as we read the name Judah in that scripture, we just looked at each other and we said, yeah, that's, that's his name. Judah came out and it seemed like all the questions that were rolling around in my head all the worry and the fear, uh, we just kind of got silenced at that moment. I was able to hold him, see his face, uh, hear his cry, and it was just a beautiful moment. Um, he was born with Down syndrome, and I think it was just so beautiful just to see his face for the first time. Just a peace came over us in that room knowing that God had walked with us through the entire journey. 
and was going to continue to walk with us through, through Judah's journey and Judah's life. His therapists say that he's thriving. Um, he's doing things that normal 18-month-olds aren't doing. So it's just beautiful to watch him grow and learn. And I mean, we love to take him wherever we go. We love hiking and going to coffee shops is something that we just enjoy. And he does all of it with us. And he's just so adventurous. I mean, we're silly together. We play with each other. We wrestle with each other and uh, just seeing his smile whenever I give him piggyback rides and the different things that we do um, going out just being able to experience that with him and really savor every single moment that we have together. Sure yeah there's going to be challenges and I think that having us walk through what we did and now coming out and knowing that God's promises are good and whatever he says to us it's true and now we get to raise our son in the promises of God and knowing that no matter what comes, that peace is going to surpass all understanding. Yes, God's peace. And we learn that peace is not the absence of problems. It's the presence of Jesus. Peace is not having a life that doesn't have a challenge or a setback or a disappointment. Peace comes from knowing Jesus. He gave us his peace. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 26, verse number three. But you will keep in perfect peace those who minds, whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. God says here, he's going to give you perfect peace. He promises that to you. If your mind is steadfast, you just keep telling yourself, God, I'm not going to let go of you, and I'm going to continue to trust you. All you've got to do is say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to serve you, and I'm going to continue to trust you. And God's promise to us, he gives perfect peace. And the scripture there there's something in the original language you kind of, you sometimes don't see in the, the English. There, that phrase, God gives perfect peace. What is, what is perfect peace? Actually, in the original language, it's the word is found twice in the verse. It literally says, you will give peace, peace to those whose minds are stayed or steadfast upon the Lord. You see in the scripture, anytime there's a repetition, God is emphasizing it. God is saying, this is what you need to get in a, in a repetition. It's, it's God's way of, of, of bringing an adjective. It's God's way of lifting it up. It's where God's way of just driving it home. And in the scripture, it actually says, God will give peace, peace. And the translators, when they put it in our Bible, in order to carry the, the, the concept, not just peace, it says perfect peace. For you see, God will take all the imperfections of our life and he brings his perfect peace into our life. Peace, peace. God's, God's going to give you a double portion when you need it the most. When you feel like life is challenged and it's, it's overwhelming, 
God brings a double portion into our lives. This past week, Denise and I had the privilege one day to go down and serve at the San Antonio Food Bank for food distribution to people in, in our wonderful community. And there were eight lanes of traffic that cars were coming in, and we were serving in one lane of traffic of the eight lanes, hundreds of thousands of cars coming. And we were at one particular station, one station, they were getting uh, fruit, and one station they were getting meat and peanut butter, and et cetera. And Denise and I were at a station, we were giving away walnuts, bags of walnuts, and, and dried beans for families. And they were coming through and they told us how many bags of beans and how many bags of walnuts to give people. And as people were driving through, Denise and I were delighted. About four or five Westover families came through the line. They came through our line. We got a chance to, to speak to them. And as they came through the line, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to tell you what I did when, when one of our Westover families came I just put some extra beans and extra walnuts in their car. I gave extra. Can I tell you, for those that love God, God always gives extra. God's always given extra. Peace, peace, perfect peace. When you're facing the perfect storm, God gives perfect peace. When things are in an upheaval, and it seems like things are not working in your life. God in his marvelous compassion for us, through Jesus Christ, he purchased, he made peace. And he extends it to you and I, his perfect, his perfect peace. Yes. You see, Jesus, he can deal with all the disturbances of life. He can deal with all the disruptions of life. The news that comes in and your heart sinks in a moment. God has peace for that. God has peace for the unwanted conflict that you're experiencing in your home. Many times at night on your pillow, you prayed, oh God, heal. Oh God, heal this conflict this, that's raging in our home. You, you, you don't want to have that tension in the home for others. It's that uncontrollable thing that just kind of raced in and you feel like you, you, there's nothing you can do about it. You're hearing about downsizing and furloughs and that has affected some of you. I want you to know God has perfect peace for you in this moment.